If you like baseball, then this is your show. Noah and Brian and Adam will host. Trashing on the umps and making hot takes. We love Joe Panic because he rakes. Yeah! It's non-stop baseball podcast. It's non-stop baseball What is up, everybody, and welcome back to episode 96 of the Nonstop Baseball Podcast. Here we are again. I love it. I love There's nothing more in life that I love than soundboard sounds. And all my favorite podcasts. Yeah. So, so that's got me hyped. Ready for episode 96. We're closing it on 100. Um, I am Noah, joined as always by Brian and Adam. You can follow us on Twitter at NonstopBBPod. Because <laughs> <Nope. laughs> our Instagram has been hacked, stolen, everything. We're going to be working on it. It's the end of the semester for two of you boys here. We're wrapping some things up, but sooner or later we'll have our Instagram back, a new one, and we'll be... We'll be powering it up uh, with Back a in with, action with a tougher password this time. <laughs> <laughs> Our password last time was pretty great, though, and I'm very <laughs> sad that we've lost it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, with that being said, I'm doing pretty well. Just got back from a, a close friend's master's grad party, so that was cool to see their Wee. family. And then also cool. a little preview because that'll be me in like a month too. So oh. uh, it was all the emotions flying, but now I'm in a good place, ready to start a pod. Brian, Adam, how are you guys doing? Tell you yeah. what, I'm doing good. Jay's just took a series off the Yankees, get wrecked. I'm happy. Yeah, I'm uh, finishing my BS up, my Bachelor of Science, not the, the other thing. Uh, and it's just, it's crazy to think I'm almost done and yeah. it's taken most of my mind. <laughs> Imagine still being in school. Couldn't be me. Uh, soon enough, it won't be me. Actually, less than a month. Let's go, boys. Oh yeah, love it. Less than a month. Almost there. Thriving, striving. Um, but I'm thinking about where to start this and I think maybe... The biggest news, uh, especially in our area this week, regards, you know, we always talk about former Oakland A's legend, legends. Oh. Now, pretty soon, we might be talking about the former Oakland the A's. entire organization. Yeah, former so, Oakland A's. That's, that's, that's pretty brutal. Um, I'm trying to, the exact uh, logistics of it they've like agreed to purchase land in las vegas or have they purchased land in las vegas it's one of the two the 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 move technically hasn't been approved by mlb yet so so like that's the other weird part about it go for it yeah so they've signed a purchase agreement for the land Mm -hmm. that is what they have now whether or not mlb says yes not that they have that much power to say no i mean they could say no but it'd be kind of dumb for them to um i i think they should say no well why would the other why would the other owners say yes so that's my my thought process here because here's yeah so i can understand the argument of like why would you say yes but i think that this is at a point now where the a's ownership group is so hell-bent on burning this team to the ground to move that we are at a point where forcing them to stay in Oakland just means that the A's remain a minor league team and they they remain having whining owners. I think that like they've already done so much damage that at this point you just appease them and say, fine, get out, do whatever you want. I, my fear with this is because now, one, if the A's move to Vegas, right... It will be the single largest market that's occupied by one team in Major League Baseball. Uh, all the other markets that are bigger have two teams in the 
whatever the market's considered. This will be the biggest individual market to one individual team. The A's have done nothing to show they are worthy of having that big market tag as a team. They've shown a willingness not to spend money. They've shown a willingness that they're okay with their team just burning away and doing horrible. They've treated their fans horribly. And the fact is, if you read follow MLB, you probably know this. Expansion's coming at some point to Major League Baseball. Like, within the next five to ten years, there's a good chance we have two more teams added. So, why give a market like Vegas to the Oakland A's who... Like the owners have, the owner has proved he doesn't care about that team. He cares more about, I don't know, um, I guess money, not spending it, uh, than running a successful baseball organization. Why wouldn't you give one of the expansion spots to those teams? Like, I, I don't know. It, in all likelihood, it's going to happen. I just, and I'm coming from a unique position, I guess, where I'm a Raider fan. So I had my team you, leave you, Oakland. And go you, Vegas. you know how that feels. So I, I understand how it feels. I think this is worse than when the Raiders left. Um, partially because they're the last sports team left in Oakland because the Warriors went to San Francisco. Yep. And also because the there was way more lying. Like when the Raiders went to Vegas, it was very straight up like, it's not going to work here. What we're we leaving, what they're offering. It's not working. We're leaving. And like, it was like, dang, this sucks. But they were straight up about it. The A's, there was all these negotiations. We're trying rooted in Oakland. I, I we mean, we want to stay here. Yeah. I mean, not even just that. There were like full on stadium plans for Howard Terminal. Like they had yeah. like they had pitched like like well, that was the team and the city of Oakland saying, yeah, hey, was, these are things big... we're going to do. Well, no, it was the team saying this is what we're going to do yeah. in the city of Oakland, city of Oakland. Not getting their act together. Sure. So I do think the A's well, made a legitimate attempt well, to stay in Oakland. I, I think I, I think, I, I, think just I think it. the the city not getting their act together was the city not agreeing to what the A's wanted, which was which build the entire stadium yeah. on your own budget. <laughs> and then I, I, also our gondolas that are going to be coming. Yes, in literal, right. They're like, let's fly people into this. Yeah. Stadium. And so right. I think that's what, what the, the city of Oakland not cooperating with the team was not like the city of Oakland being stingy. It was the team Oops. being unbelievably demanding. <laughs> yeah. They're not being reasonable. And the, the team made it obvious. They didn't want to be there in Oakland. Yep. Uh, Jerry Blevins, a left-handed reliever, played for the A's. I don't know if you guys saw the thread he made on Twitter, but it was just like a series of five tweets. If you're listening to this and you want to go read it, go find it, read it. It's a great like little read. It's just how he talks about how like the Coliseum has so many shortcomings, but it also like had so many aspects to it that you would never get in other stadiums. And the fact that like the players can almost make a connection with the season ticket holders. He's like, because there was like the lack of like modern day, like how they like have the tunnels below and like in, the, in Oakland, you're walking right by the fans every day. Yep. So he's like, you see the same faces rooting for you. And it just, how he, how connected he was to his team. And he talks about how like his thirties belong to the Mets. Cause that's the team he played on. But the twenties, like the A's made his career, developed his career. And it just, man, dude, Oakland fans are such passionate, like amazing fans, and it just sucks. All they have is a USL championship level soccer team, which yeah. I mean, shout out the USL championship. I love for them. Monterey Union playing it, but like the city of Oakland deserves more than just one soccer team. Yeah. Noah, what do you think about this? It's been a lot of me and Adam so far. <laughs> yeah, it's just frustrating. I, because. It's just like, like we talked about recently, the A's have been really good. The fan base is awesome. I like seeing some old videos recently. I feel like the there's some diehards in Oakland that are great fans. And you get like this level of goofiness with the Oakland fan base that you don't get from every other team. Like just the drums out in right field, which we got to talk about as well. Um, but just some of the dances they do and just, you know, it's just... I don't know, like not just that passion, but there's this goofiness that I had always loved seeing from the fans in Oakland. Um, and yeah, I'm just gonna gonna miss Oakland baseball a lot. It's really disappointing. It do doesn't make sense to me why 
you can't put in some effort to <laughs> make the team better because it's like you're in the Bay Area. You've got like a historic franchise. It seems like a lot of pieces are there to have a really successful franchise. I mean, you look at the Warriors did it in Oakland for a long time. The Raiders did it in Oakland for a long time. And I just, I, it just really doesn't make a lot of sense to me. I, I think I agree with you with the expansion team. It's like, okay, yeah, let's go. You know who we want to represent us in Las Vegas, this this new market that's all crazy. The team that's literally known about a possum living in the away broadcast <laughs> booth and done nothing about it. That's who we want to go represent us in Las Vegas instead of some new excited owner who wants to actually try and win some baseball games and put a good product on the field. It's yeah. just disgusting. I, uh, is is yeah. there an owner in sports worse than the A's owner? Like any sport. Like I in American sports, like NFL owners, like there's some bad NFL owners. Dan Snyder's at the top of that list, and he's probably worse than the A's owner because he did some bad things and he's a bad Yeah, he's, a, he's actually just a terrible <laughs> human. But other than being a terrible human, I don't know if there's an owner worse at running an organization. Like John Fisher, man, he's bad. Team. It's he's pretty much king of the hill at this point. Like Bro, and it's not like A's fans don't show up when they're good. Like when yeah, that that's team the thing. is good, that is a fun stadium. And, and the craziest thing is like we're not that far removed from them being good. Like that's sort of where the the meme of Oakland Legends coming from. I mean, obviously now we've expanded it to literally anyone who played for Oakland at any point. <laughs> but like initially, like it was because like no, those dudes were legitimately Oakland Legends. Like that team was really solid. Like you, 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 know you had crazy Matt Olson, you had. Chapman, you had like really good okay. talent. <laughs> okay, let me say this stat real quick, just because you mentioned the name. If yep. you take Matt Olson, yep. Matt Chapman, Sean Murphy, and Marcus Simeon's production this season so far and yep. combine it, the four of them have outproduced the entire Oakland A's lineup yeah, in terms that, of runs and RBIs. And that doesn't Those shock me. Those four guys were a core. Like, if they just invested something. Yeah. Something, yeah, it's crazy. Like, a lot of those guys probably would have stayed for not insane contracts. Yeah. Like they wanted to play together. Yeah. All but... those guys definitely voiced enjoying playing in Oakland. And I think Marcus Simeon's even a local guy, a Cal guy. It's like yeah. a guy you could really, you know, just he represents the city as a great ball, ball player. And it's just like, nah, we're not interested. Just going to, you know. It's just frustrating, man. It's so frustrating. And like the Raiders had to move because they couldn't build a new stadium anymore. Because they wanted to build a new stadium where the old one was at, but the A's are like, "Oh, A's wouldn't well, do it. Where, where would we play then?" So the Raiders are like, "Okay, I guess we have to go to Vegas because there's nowhere else to build a stadium here, and like we can't. That Coliseum is awful. Like we can't do this. We can't be playing on a baseball field when we're playing football." Yeah. Um. So they leave to Vegas, and then now the A's are like, "Oh yeah." So speaking of that new stadium, uh, yeah, speaking like, of oh, Vegas, I'm just so mad, dude. I I will also say this is the one other maybe last thing that I have on uh on this move and why I'm kind of not uh super stoked about it. Unlike the Raiders' move to Vegas, um, I, this feels like such an odd team identity to market mismatch now. The Raiders had that sort of, you know, I mean, just win, baby, um, had that sort of super. Uh, well, and the history of Raider players. like Yeah, the Raiders had a reputation that fit Vegas. It fits Vegas. It made sense. The sort of historic blue collar baseball Oakland athletics makes no sense in Vegas at all. Like organizationally, it's such a weird mismatch whereas like the raiders vegas i can see that it made sense i would have preferred them to stay in oakland i just think that that's mm. you know a better thing but i get it's it just i bands, got it from yeah. the i got it from that sort of the vibes that you got from the raiders the vibes that las vegas you know sort of really boosts makes sense a's does it i and it's so and weird one side point about what you said the NFL didn't have like there's not a recent opportunity or an upcoming opportunity of expansion. So like they right. were gonna have to move a team to Vegas. MLB, like they're gonna go to 32 teams. It's not like it's more of a matter of when than if, right? And it just I don't I don't know. I'm just not a fan. 
honestly, if they move to Vegas, I think they need to change their name. And I don't like saying that because like the A's need to exist. But I don't think the Las Vegas Athletics like no, I I don't like now. Now, I will say they have to full send the Vegas transformation and become gotta be the former Oakland. Now, what I have become the Las Vegas Aviators. Now, what I will say, though, the triple A team, (laughs) the triple A team whose stadium they might end up playing at. Um, uh, What I will say, though, if there's if there's one thing about the A's that is a fit for Las Vegas, green and gold is the right color combo for Vegas. That's that's cash money right there. Okay, okay. This, yeah, is yeah. The only, this is the only <laughs> silver yeah, keep the lining. Colors. Keep the but colors. I, I don't I don't want the Las Vegas Athletics, the Las Vegas A's. I just Yeah, that sounds wrong. It's just not right. It's just not right. I don't like uh, the Las Vegas Raiders made sense. It rolled, it worked. Yeah. The Las Vegas Athletics A's I, ain't, ain't no A's. A's. Man, yeah. ain't no ain't no athletic people in Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> the hell? Oh, oh man. Yeah. Well, quick the saddest part about this the drum group that always plays in right field tweeted out that they contacted the a's they're picking up their drums from the stadium and they're not going to be playing anymore which is now that's sad that's horrible you know while we're on the sadness train i'm gonna just keep it rolling but change the topic uh the giants lost five straight games at the like beginning of this week end of last week where they had the lead in the first inning that's infuriating that is pretty uh, bad I thought the you were going to go somewhere else with that, I'm, honestly. Oh, I, I'm going there. I know where you thought I was going to go. Okay. But I wanted to throw this in real quick. Uh, I am as down on the Giants as I've been since we started this podcast. Yeah, maybe we could do a little, uh, little Homer Homer corner or whatever. We yeah, check yeah, in yeah. on our favorite teams. So, yeah, Brian, how, are, yeah. how are the Giants doing? Yeah. You said you're feeling okay about the Giants. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, Ross Stripling, you can launch him into the moon. I don't want him. It's that been, dude is. It's been bad. Awful. Sean Mania, at least I see potential there. Ross Stripling. It I dude, dude, I can't he does he can't miss a bat. Like he is bat. It is he's walking people like go for it. What do you want to say? I know you like Ross Stripling. He pitched well for your team. I like Ross. He pitched really well for for the for the Blue Jays. Um you are you are unfortunately you are back to seeing not 2022 Ross Stripling. (laughs) You're you're seeing sort of yeah, you're you're seeing uh sort of 2021 Ross Stripling, uh, which is, yeah, a lot of walks, and then he tries to get back into the zone, and he just grooves them. Uh, it's rough. I, I Look, I think he's more than capable of bouncing back, but I feel you. Oh, I launched him into the moon. I'm done. Um, honestly, Taylor Rogers, I want to believe. But <laughs> if, you, if you accidentally launched him in the mood, I wouldn't be bad. Uh, <laughs> Notice that he was gone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, also crazy stat about the Giants right now uh, against right-handed pitchers. They're a top five offense and against left-handed pitchers. They're the worst offense in the league. So everyone's just throwing lefties against them and they're hopeless. Uh, that's wonderful. I mean, they are getting Slater and Hanager back to your best right-handed bats who are good against lefties. So that will help once they're healthy. But uh, this Giants team outside of Tyro Estrada is bad. Tyro Estrada is my only source of happiness right now. And, you know, I'm okay with that. Um, <laughs> and then I, I'm just ready to pull in the youth movement, like get rid of everyone, call up all the kids. And then the last thing that's like not Giants news, but is always going to be Giants news. Uh, my boy, Mad Bum, was yep. DFA'd by the Diamondbacks. Man, his career spiral has been insane. Uh I don't know what's next for Mad Bum. I, I, I don't know if there's anything left in the tank. I mean, dude, there's people who are saying that like Mad Bum pitching, like apparently players were saying when Mad Bum pitches, it's like a position player pitching, like which yeah. is not something you want not to hear. Not what you want to hear. Oh, I, I look. <laughs> I will say though, I'm full. I'm full sending the. Uh, so I was. I Padres were playing somebody in the Padres announcing booth announced like because they uh, the, the news happened like in the middle of like the day and uh, Padres announcing booth was like yeah Madison Bumgarner got DFA'd and uh, they were throwing around the idea that he reunites with Bruce Bochy <laughs> in Texas and I was like yeah. oh yeah full I'm full on board with that that could be interesting so 
here's something else unique. I don't think that I think that's no, I don't think it happens. But honestly, the most likely chance he gets back in baseball, though, probably this year. I don't think it happens, like, but I do think that's probably the most likely thing. That... This season, that's the most likely opportunity. And is it time Mad Bum just becomes a reliever? Uh, I mean, he has a unique throwing motion. He's like been losing the velo, but is that because he's trying to stretch out? So like if he focuses on one inning, can he get the velo back? I know. I, I know Mad Bum is the ultimate competitor. I mean, his last game he pitched, he was literally yelling at someone for doing something like that. Dude just wants to compete. Uh, I think a lot of his yelling on the mound as of recent has been him not. I mean, dude, this guy is Mad Bum being a potential hall of famer is such an interesting debate topic to me mm. because you, you could argue he i mean he did have the most dominant pitching performance ever in a world series run he won three three world series rings like i i i, but I, I can would easily see the argument he's not <laughs> i could t- yeah I'll, i i will gladly make the argument that he had the greatest postseason like singular pitching postseason of all time that what it untouchable, but man, yeah, Hall of Fame. That's an interesting argument. I don't know if I'm if I'm like ready to make that. No numbers. Two thousand credit strikeouts. No numbers in front of me. Easy. No Hall of Famer for me. Mm-hmm. Might be recency bias, but also I think there's a good chance Madison Bumgarner doesn't pitch again because just Madison Bumgarner doesn't want to pitch again. <laughs> like, like he's like. Like we said, he is a very intense competitor on the field. And, you know, when he's between that, those lines, he's given absolutely everything he can for that team. But I don't think, like, baseball is the most important thing in his life. Like, he, <laughs> he likes a lot of – he loves just being on his ranch, you know. Uh, he loves his family, all that kind of stuff. He's I've never heard him being, like, this great – not like he's a bad clubhouse guy, but I've never heard him like, oh, he's really talking with everyone. He's like, I think he just, he loves competing, but <laughs> I also think he's just like, you know what? I'm going to get paid 23 million this year and 14 million next year. Like, I'm going to just go be Mason Saunders. Disappear. Yeah. yeah. Just you know, competed this cowboy. Dude, yeah. looking at his stats, his run with the Giants was absolutely absurd. Yeah, it was his, great. Worst, his worst ERA he had in a season with the Giants was a 3.9. And that was over a 10-year span. His worst season was a 3.9 year A that he pitched 207 innings in. Uh, he had a total of, what is that? Seven, eight seasons with the Giants where he pitched over 200 innings. I mean, dude, he has a lot of innings on his arm. Yeah. Like I said, over 2,000 strikeouts, over 2,000 innings pitched, has a career 1.1 whip, which, I mean, over as many years as he played, that's a... It's good. pretty solid number to keep, especially considering how yeah. bad his last four years have been with the Diamondbacks for his like career ERA to still be a 3.4. When the last four years with the Diamondbacks, he put up an ERA of a 6.4, 4.6, 4.8 and 10.2 this year. Yeah. Like, dude. I don't know if he's a Hall of Famer. That's a very yeah, tough looking- question. He didn't win a Cy Young, but. Dude, he has a lot of counting stats, and he was yeah. I looking at his at his career now, I think that he might be a late ballot kind of. If he's gonna do it, it's gonna be later ballot where people sort of forget about the Arizona years and they go, you know what? Yeah, dude. But and yeah, I don't know. That's interesting. It, it's such it's such a weird discussion to me. I guess while I'll wrap my Giants talk up with this is like the Giants won three World Series in five years. And like if Mad Bum's not a Hall of Famer, you could very easily argue that team only has one Hall of Famer in Buster Posey. Which is like wild to say that you could win three World Series in five years and end up with one Hall of Fame player. I mean, I think Mad Bum's the second best opportunity. Third best chance is probably Hunter Pence which I don't think Hunter Pence is anywhere near a Hall of Famer. I love the guy, but he's nowhere near it. But he's probably the third most likely. Pence and and Bumgarner are both where I'm like, Giants Hall of Fame? 100%. I I think Bum's way more likely for actual Hall of Fame than Hunter Pence. No, no, no. Not even close. But But, no, I'm saying, but like Giants Hall of Fame? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame? A little harder to 
Yeah, when we're talking Giants Hall of Fame from those three teams, there's going to be like 15, 20 guys. <laughs> like, a bunch of people. I mean, that's going to happen, though, with your team when you win so much in that many years. Yeah. But uh, I don't know, man. Mad Bum's interesting, but it's kind of wild that Buster Posey's the... I mean, dude, when Madison yeah. Bumgarner left the Giants, I think everybody would have said he's going to be a Hall of Famer. I mean, nobody could have saw these next four years going that bad. Sure. But... Sure, sure. Yeah, I don't know. We'll have so to see. Who wants to go next? I'll talk about the yeah. Red Sox. The Red Sox um, seem like incredibly mid. Like uh, <laughs> <laughs> they're a really fun team. If I'm being honest, um, it seems like every time that they've had some bad, they've gotten punched a few times in this year. But it never seems like they they stay down for long. They always come back, and then they look like this really great offense, especially. They've had a few good starting pitching performances, including a vintage Chris Sale in his last time out, 11 strikeouts over six innings pitched. But then you look at it, and they're 12 and 11, and you're like, yeah, it feels that feels right. Um, Yoshida, um, after looking really comfortable that the first series, Kind of got into a little bit of a funk, but hit two homers in the same inning today and is and is starting to look back to his normal self, shooting the ball to the opposite field, but then in his advantage counts, really trying to crank one. Um, but yeah, Alex Verdugo looks amazing. He, you know, his average exit below isn't there, but I think that's very intentional. He's just like, no shift. I'm putting the ball wherever, and then I'm going to occasionally hit some rockets. And he's just been an awesome leadoff hitter. Yeah, the offense has been really good. J, uh, JT starting to hit. Devers is, you know, just classic Devers. Uh, Tristan Casas, his numbers look pretty bad, but he's still getting some walks and getting great ABs. So I'm feeling confident about him. Um, but it's just the pitching as it's always going to be. Uh, well, the starting pitching in particular, because this bullpen, Kenley Jansen looks ridiculous. He's like up two, three miles per hour with his cutter and just, it's just locked down whenever he's there. Stryber's picking up where he left off. Uh, Josh Winkowski's been throwing turbo sinkers. He was like a triple A starter for them last year and would spot start and would just be all right. But they're like, you know what? You're just going to be our like one to three inning guy. And you know how you throw like a 94 mile an hour sinker? Man, let's just have that be like 97 and 98. And it's just ridiculous. Um, but yeah, the bullpen seems like it's a real weapon now, and the offense is great. It's just the starting pitching. Brian Bayo still getting his feet under him. We'll see what Chris Sale does. Corey Kluber might be the the next Hall of Fame contender to get DFA'd. Honestly, dude, holy. Uh, but yeah, so that's been bad. Whitlock is, had I was one gonna good ask, outing. Is Whitlock a starter or really Whitlock's? Bad? They're trying Whitlock out as a starter. Um, Right before last week's episode, he had a really great outing. Uh, but then yesterday, uh, he went only he got only got through four innings, giving up five earned. So it's kind of still figuring him out a little bit. Um, and which is interesting because I think most people th uh, favored Whitlock as a starter over Hauk, and then Hauk was just kind of filling in as a starter because of injuries and now Hauk looks like he might be the starter and Whitlock might be going to the bullpen but I think we'll see I think Whitlock's going to get an extended run even if or that means Kluber question. leaving do they that's what I was going to say do they both get a starting job <laughs> and Kluber gets launched to the moon yeah I don't think like people are talking about Kluber to the bullpen and it's like I don't know if that's nah. playing the bullpen I think you just launch him to the moon yeah like because eventually I'll, I'll well Obviously, you have no idea, but Paxton might be back at some point in the relieving or starting role. Um, I forgot that guy even exists on the yeah. Red Sox roster. From what I've heard, sometimes he's nasty. And <laughs> Remember when he was good with Seattle? That was yeah. a long time ago. Yeah, and Cutter Crawford's been really good for them, especially as a reliever. He's had some good long outings, so we'll see. I mean, the starting pitching needs to take form. But if like if this offense could stay like this and they could be at 500 and then some one of the young guys figures it out or a couple of them or they trade for some starting pitching, they could be a really fun team. So I'm really like liking watching this team. But it as of right now, with the roster as it stands, it seems like it is like could not be more of a 500 team. 
uh, a really fun 500 team, but a 500 team. But Which... like I said, it's a fun team to watch for sure. Yeah. And 2017 Paxton, 136 innings pitched, 2.9 ERA. It's yeah. only six years ago, but the comeback's coming. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, unfortunately for the Red Sox, being an aggressively 500 team puts you probably in last place in the AL East. Um, where the Blue I'm Jays. lucky they're not in a division with the Pirates, but uh, go. Dude, yeah. Hey, just hey. the Pirates here this year. It is the part they are <laughs> the so they are they are the NL leading team. They're the best team in the NL right. Yeah, after after the Pirates swept the Red Sox. Well, first off, it was like you realized, oh, some of these young starting pitchers are pretty nasty. But then the Caravas kind of jokingly just tweeted, "It's just the Pirates year this year." And ever <laughs> since then, the Pirates have just absolutely gone off. <laughs> it's just like, it's just the Pirates year. They've this won year. seven straight. Yeah. We'll, we'll come back to the Pirates after the yeah yeah Blue Jay time. Hey, Blue Jays, Blue Jays are doing all right. They uh they took down the Yankees, uh in this last series, and uh, the best thing about that series was the uh, reports of uh, starters' death on uh, the Blue Jays might be a little exaggerated. They pitched really really well against the Yankees. Um, Kikuchi, Manoa, and Gossman were the th- the trio that got those starts. Uh, Manoa struggled a ton this year. Um. Thus far, he looked really, really good against the Yankees. Kikuchi looked awesome. Uh, Gossman today went through seven innings with 11 strikeouts. He was awesome. Um, biggest problem has been uh, when you have when the Jays have had really good starts, they put in their worst bullpen arms, and their worst bullpen arms are really bad. <laughs> uh, so, like that's what happened uh, in the second game against the Yankees, where go get a roll, this Chapman. Where, hey, I mean, God, I don't know how I feel about that. Um, but Alec Manoa pitched seven awesome innings. He was looking absolutely dominant. And he only had like 70-something, low 80s in pitches. And uh, they pulled him. And then they immediately lost because they put in somebody who sucked. Uh, Anthony Bass has really struggled. Jimmy Garcia's struggled a lot, too. Um, a couple of the other guys are kind of just hit and miss. Um but the Jays' bats all looking really good still. Um, pitching looks a little better, so I'm I'm pretty up on the Jays. It's also just good to see the Yankees lose, especially in the Bronx, um, and especially after Vladdy comes out again and is just like, "I will never sign with the Yankees, ever. Not not even if I die. I will like even with my dying breath, I will not sign with the Yankees." And then the first game of the series just crushes a home run and then does it again today um and that yankees crowd booed him hard and uh well it doesn't matter how hard you boo him when he crushes home runs like that and shushes you rounding third he got the better of you <laughs> oh, i love it yeah vladdy vladdy loves pimping home runs against the yankees and i don't blame him for it um yeah it's uh it's looking good in toronto um did lose the series against the Astros, but it turns out most teams lose against the Astros. So I'm not as super worried about that. Still would have been nice to win it, but eh, it is what it is. Hopefully, hopefully this upcoming week will be easier. Get to go back home against the White Sox and the Mariners. We'll see how that works. So how about them Pirates? Dude, it's just the Pirates here. Yeah, dude. You, did you see the video they released on Twitter? They called up 33-year-old Drew Maggie to play his first professional baseball game. That was a cool video. Shout Huge. out the Pirates doing some cool things. The dude played in like 1,100 minor league baseball games. Dude was a career minor leaguer. That is now. insane, dude. That's an insane grind. It's just always good to shout out those guys, man. I hope he comes off and pops off with the rest of this Pirates team. Who, sneaky, Cabrian Hayes is ranked as the best defensive third baseman so far this year, which uh, don't come for me, but I'm just saying. That's it's always been a surprising. R&L Chapman conversation. No, I mean, well, yeah, I mean, he's a stud. I haven't watched a lot of Cabrian Hayes, but everything that I've heard is like, he's right up there with Chapman and Arenado ever since he first uh, got called up, so... Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, those guys might lose a step coming 
Chapman here. Chapman's had a Chapman's had an odd rough start defensively this year. I think he traded a little defensive talent for offensive production. Fair. Which is okay. Which is fine. <laughs> we take, Which we is take we that. we take those. Uh, <laughs> but there's also just definitely been a, a a couple of plays already this season where Chapman will just get eaten up by a relatively routine play, and he just looks super disappointed with himself. And I'm like, that's not a normal Chapman play, dude. But we just got to shout out some of these pirates, and I want to a... start with Connor Joe, <laughs> which. I feel like we've talked about Connor Joe a little bit. If you're a Giants fan, you may know Connor Joe because when Zadie first came in, he played right field for the Giants for two weeks and Zadie cut him. <laughs> Shout out Connor Joe finally breaking off. But he's played 18 games for the Pirates, has an OPS over a one dot right now. He's rocking a 357 average. Two home runs, almost read the wrong home run line. Two triples, six doubles. The dude's just doing a little bit of everything. But, like, dude, you could just keep talking about guys, right? Because, like, Andrew McCutcheon, he's been doing it for them. Brian Reynolds is Brian Reynolds. Like, he's a stud. You know what he's bringing. And then you got Jack Suwinski. He's another guy rocking a one-dot OPS for the Pirates. Like, bro. Yeah, these guys and on, are... the, on the pitching side, uh, the special, one of the guys that really stood out to me in the Red Sox series is Johan Oviedo, who's off to a great start with the a two 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 ERA. <laughs> so you gotta love that. Uh one ninety-eight ERA plus that'll play. Um just yeah, nasty stuff. Um and then you got David Bednar closing things out for you. He'll take that. He's been well. really good. Um yep. so yeah, I mean that's just Jesus. it's just a good fun team. Like we we're saying, like in you know, I'm not gonna talk about who knows how long this is gonna last, but in the offseason, <laughs> yeah, it's like a lot of people were like, well, why are they are adding Carlos Santana? Why are they adding uh, these guys? And it's like, well, we keep complaining that bad teams are bad. And it's like, yeah, they didn't make moves to win the World Series this year, but they're putting a better product on the on the field while still giving their young guys opportunity and you know bringing a good culture to the clubhouse yeah and it's just like this is you know like this is just a really good model for like being a rebuilding team you know having some good veteran presence around that is going to set a good culture and give good vibes you know swing a sword around yeah i also like some fun. i also think that the thing too is uh, that you can say is like putting out a better product but also like putting on on the stage this these vibes of that of that clubhouse as well means that yeah you might not be currently immediately building as like a world series team but what you are doing is making players want to play there nobody wanted yeah. to play in pittsburgh are you kidding me they sucked but now hey they don't suck as much and they're pretty fun and all of a sudden you're a guy going into free agency and suddenly that's not on your list of of veto car like vetoed locations. It it honestly will come down to if the pirates are willing to spend money when it's sure. time to spend money. And, uh but yeah. to shout out the pirates, they are in a week in El Central. Like we keep saying, like, like, oh, like they're not trying to make the playoffs, like they're just trying to put a good product out there. Well, they can make the playoffs, like yeah, honestly, they make a one solid addition at the trade deadline. We're talking about the Pirates in a very different light. I, uh, I think the biggest thing, not even just for that, is like not forget a week NL Central. The NL in general right now has a lot more teams that are underperforming or or are a little more like oh, kind of thought they were a shoe in. Like the Cardinals are looking pretty freaking rough. The Phillies too. Yeah, the Phillies are looking pretty rough as well. And suddenly you've got teams that, you know, we were like, oh, those are probably shoe in for wildcard spots. Suddenly they're not. And you yeah, throw... now your playoff hopeful chances are a lot higher. You could even throw the Padres and Dodgers. Like nobody saw a five hundred start for either of those teams yeah. three, four weeks into the season. I think maybe I maybe with the Dodgers with Lux going down, I think you could maybe, that was a little bit of Dodgers, a more of a toss the in the air. But yeah, the, Padres the Padres definitely no. should have been better out the gate, and the Pirates should have been a lot worse out the gate. And so, yeah, suddenly that that playoff conversation does come into play. I I, I think we have to name 
as of right now, the Pirates. Ameri- Actually, I have one argument for America's baseball team other than the Pirates. But sure, I sure. think you have to give it to the Pirates right now. What are you guys thinking about that for America's team? Ah, it's still I, Seattle. I don't know, they're Seattle, ten and twelve. They, it doesn't. That's the record is not what makes you America's okay, team, yeah, yeah, Brian. Okay, I think we. I think I have a solution. The Seattle Mariners, until forcefully dethroned, or you could even say over, overtaken other? by a band of pirates, um, <laughs> are America's team. But currently. The Pittsburgh Pirates have America's heart, <laughs> but we're talking just... about. Oh, wait. Okay, go what were you gonna go say? Go. As they were talking about Cardinals and Padres, I have some stuff for both of those teams. Actually, mm. uh, I will let you know that today, um, Jack Flaherty gave the Cardinals a good old quality start. He went six innings pitch, gave up three earned runs, walked two, and struck out nine. How many quality starts do you think the St. Louis Cardinals starting? rotation have given them this season in what's well, nine plus 13 22 games is that right who's, who's say not rotation? many michaelis uh matt even matt's is over there Matt's now good but i don't even know if wayno's does wayno even i i think this was their second quality start probably their second or third it was their third quality start of the year. So yeah, they haven't had many. Um, yeah, they're they've had some decent offensive numbers performing well, but it's just like if you're not if you only have three quality starts out of twenty two with the rotation that they have, yikes! You know? I mean, it. What were we expecting from the Cardinals' rotation? I like, mean, better than that. Well, obviously, you want four. better than that. Are you but kidding like, me? I, it, it's just like, I. Wainwright's old. He's also out. This, he is, hasn't made He's a also yet. out, but like, he's old. Like, Flaherty, Michaelis, like, we've seen flashes, but like, what are they? Wasn't Montgomery their best pitcher? Jordan Montgomery. After the deadline? Yeah, after, post after uh, he got brought like, in from, I just, from New York. I, look, I, I think Montgomery, the way that Montgomery finished the season last year, he was poised to be really good. Montgomery, when he when he was pitching for St. Louis, was awesome. Michaelis has had a had a really good 2022 as well. Like there was no real reason for me to think that Michaelis would just, you know, suck. Um, you know, there wasn't I wasn't gonna be like, oh yeah, he's a boy, he's an ace and and he's the one of the best pitchers in the league. But, you know, he wasn't gonna be somebody that was like bad um steven matz we've seen both sides right matz has had seasons where he's been absolutely atrocious he's also been super good before so he's just on one of those years i think my where i'm kind of coming from for this is like you look at so like going into the beginning of this year the group of teams we put the st louis cardinals in with there wasn't another we as had okay (laughs) wait where did you put the cardinals in your ranking uh, they were, they definitely weren't first. I think they're probably second in the division. Okay. I, I, I mean, okay. So when I say that, I mean, we like, we put them in the top half of teams, right? Would you say they were a top half team or a bottom half? Team? Me and me and Brian put them at number one in the division. No, yeah, put, put them, them second. Okay. Yeah, but no, they're definitely would you top, say, but no, they're up there. Half, but I was, I was scared like, about them. But. There, there's not many rotations in the top half of baseball that are worse than this one i just they don't have an ace to me like sure i guess wainwright's your ace but like how long are you gonna rely on wainwright for it forever i mean that he'll pitch till he's 50 he's the frank gore of baseball he's literally 41 he's older than frank gore was (laughs) (laughs) granted much different game but uh i i don't know man this cardinals team like it literally took two players playing like mvps last year for them to be elite like how good are they really now that arenado's ops is in the 700s and arenado's is in the 800s like yeah they could turn it around and like i'm betting on goldschmidt and arenado to figure it out and like wilson Contreras has been really good for them but yep. like how I, i'm i am not pit, i'm they not they need to make a pitching upgrade 
Well, yeah. and you said it, you needed MVP performances to be elite, but in reality, they weren't even elite. Yeah. They were a 93-win no, sure. team, which is very good, but they were also a 93-win team in the NL Central before yes. balanced schedules. So, yeah. yeah. The so, Cardinals were, yeah. had a good year, but they weren't you know, as top as they might have seemed, I think, last year. Yeah, and I also think that you also didn't expect... At least I certainly didn't expect the Pirates to be this good, you know, or Milwaukee to come out as hot as they have. I definitely had a ton of concerns about Milwaukee. Um, And they've done really well to start the season. So, you know, I'm not super dead on the Cardinals quite yet, but it doesn't look great. (laughs) I'm willing to say I made a bad prediction. They're not playing in the division. Okay. I'm not there yet. Oh, I, 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 dude, I just, unless the pitch, like they need to acquire someone or they need to do something, bro. Like I, I don't know. The more I think about this Cardinals team, the less excited I am. I mean, literally two of their guys finished top three voting in NL MVP last year. Like to expect some regression from them wouldn't be insane. And I just don't. Dude, the problem is they don't have a bad bat. Like, everybody starting for them is at least, like, an average hitter. And that's why it's hard to count them out. But, like, I'm just not... I don't know. I can't put it into words right now. But I am not excited about this team. All right, well, you know what? I'm moving off the Cardinals, dang it. I'm moving to a team that I am excited about. Brian, I want you to believe. The Texas Rangers. I'm, I'm believing. The Texas Rangers, baby. Where's the air horn? No, nope. dude. <laughs> no oh, air horn. Oh, oh. Why no air horn? You're disallowed. I, I, I regret I giving you. Adam control of this server. I, I, I made a mistake. So nope. nope. I nope. I made a critical error. Yeah, I hate this. Good for a meme. What is this? Not for this. Anyway, We're like point Roger is. Goodell here. No fun league. Boo. No fun. No fun. No. You know what is fun? Adelise Garcia hitting three tanks in one game, and a couple of doubles. You know who's never had 16 total bases in one game? Barry Bonds. Wow. Or Ken Griffey Jr. That or Hank Aaron. So much better with some air horns. Or Babe Ruth. None of them ever had more than 14. Adelise Garcia racked up 16 on Saturday. Um, and then today, DeGrom, who left his last start uh, with an injury which obviously freaks everyone out because DeGrom getting injured seems to happen way too frequently comes back today pitches six innings strikes out 11 uh he's fine was against the A's but yeah I was about to say let's fine. let's pump the brakes both of these fantastic performances were against were the against A's. the A's they were against the A's <laughs> who but not only are the A's but we're also dealing with all of the Las Vegas drama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they are the A's, but to be fair, Babe Ruth played against firefighters. So <laughs> yeah, I'm and... not discounting it. Um yeah. No, I'm 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 still high on the Texas Rangers, dude. I'm loving it. They're the number one team in the AO West right now. Huge. Pitching's Astros been good. Still gonna win the division. We'll see. I mean, to, for what it's worth, I, I I still predicted the Astros to win the division. So, but yeah, yeah I'm pumped about this. Great. I love it. I love it a lot. Do you know what we need to be pumped about? Yeah, young guys getting paid. Heck yeah, dude. Hunter Green. Hunter Green, six years, fifty-three million, buying out most of his arbitration. More teams need to hop on board and do this. I mean, dude. Just the like your young stud players no longer have to worry about arbitration, no longer have to worry about those other things, and they could just continue to focus on being studs. I think that does nothing but good for the game of baseball, and I really hope this starts a trend. Yeah, it's good to see, and I especially like it because that was a you know a Reds pitching staff that I said was criminally underrated, and I love that they're paying their guys. Big fan. Yeah, he's definitely still developing a bit the 424 era started this year but a 254 fip so you're feeling good about it going forward and obviously he's young and one big thing that i've heard about him and just a lot of young 
players, especially pitchers uh, who are starting to play in Major League Baseball right now is you got to consider that they lost a year due to COVID lockdown. They just lost a year of development. So some of these guys, they're just going to be a little bit rougher. So just give them a little extra time to figure things out and you should, you know, reap some rewards for that. And uh, yeah, I just like giving this guy some confidence saying, hey, you've shown some real good stuff. I know it's not been perfect yet, but we believe in you. You know, just go out there and do it. Yeah, Yeah, man. I would love to give him a round of applause, but the soundboard is gone. Oh, you want me to turn it back on? Nope. Hunter Green just doesn't get a round of applause. It's okay. No cheering for Hunter Green. He can enjoy his six years, 53 million by himself, which I'm sure he will. Um, We need to talk about uh, Drew Smiley. Oh, (laughs) dude. Cue the saddle. Oh, that was was tragic. (laughs) But yeah, dude. Uh, Drew Smiley, perfect game into the eighth inning. One out, no outs. I'm not completely sure the exact situation, but it's early in the top of the eighth inning. And there's just like a swinging bunt that when you get late in a perfect game, it comes a point where it becomes a team goal, right? And everybody on that team defensively is going to be willing to lay it all out there to get the out. And every perfect game we've seen, I mean, modern day perfect games. I don't really know about the old ones because I haven't went back and watched them. But every modern day perfect game, there's usually a couple defensive plays that there was just a little bit extra effort. And you always remember them like uh, Gregor Blanco making the diving catch for Matt Cain, uh, Wise robbing the home run for Mark Burley on the White Sox. Like so many of these have those like huge plays you remember. And I'm sure that's exactly what flashed through this catcher's eyes as that ball was rolling. <laughs> Drew Smiley runs out there to field the bunt, and uh, the catcher decides he wants to piggyback right. Yeah, it was brutal. I mean, in fairness, like most of the time, that's there's usually some level of communication as far as like you know somebody yelling somebody off, and that's a lot of times the catcher's ball anyway. Mm-hmm. But Smiley was just already there. He was just in yeah. such a good position to field it. Mm-hmm. had his hand on that ball and just gets ran over. Yeah, the screenshot of the two of them were like, <laughs> who's the catcher? I forgot who the catcher was that day, but he's literally like on Smiley's back. It's one of the funniest little things I've ever seen. But, oh man, dude, that is that moment where the catcher and the pitcher are both laying on the ground and they're just looking into each other's eyes like, what just happened? We did not just blow a perfect game like that. Yeah, yeah, tragic. That is cool. Yeah, dude, the screenshot of the picture with the catcher on his back and says, "You're probably wondering how I ended up in this situation, <laughs> <laughs> like how the movies are." <laughs> oh no! Was, I mean, it was Jan Gomes, so veteran oh, guy. Yep, veteran guy, uh, experienced just, catcher, just trying to leave it all out on the line, man. You yeah. Gotta, you gotta love it. Oh, man. man, so many places to go. I want to rapid fire a couple of them because I do oh, go for absolutely at least want to finish with with this because this is yeah, the yeah, biggest yeah. thing that happened this week. A couple of big things that have happened this week. Clayton Kershaw got his 200th major league win. Also dropped Ooh. his career whip to under one, <laughs> which is just nuts. Um, yeah, it's enough. We were in Kershaw talk. I don't need yeah. to be sad. No, nah, well, real. Yeah, I mean, real quick, we were talking about Bumgarner <laughs> he, being potential Hall of Fame. Yeah. That boy's in the uh, Hall of Kershaw's. Fame immediately. Kershaw's. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Kershaw's out. one of the few Dodgers I have an immense amount of respect for. Yeah, yeah. Sh- shout out to people in Southern California that could just choose to go see a pitcher whose career whip is under one or a batter whose career OPS is over one in Mike Trout. So awesome. Be blessed Southern California. Be blessed Southern California. Also got to see Mookie Betts start a game at shortstop because yeah, why it's, not, man? Dude will play anywhere. It's seeming like that's going to be more of the trend though. <laughs> yeah, I, he looked good, man. Looked, looked like he belonged. Hardy um, was a great defensive second baseman. They'll just like move yeah. him to shortstop. He's incredible. So- as a Red Sox fan, Noah, how will that make you feel if Mookie just becomes a really good everyday shortstop? <laughs> I mean, it's brutal. He's the. I mean, I'm glad we extended Devers, and I think he's going to yeah. have a great career. 
But man, imagine the two of them next to each other. Well, yeah, and it's like, but if it's if you were to play the game of you have to pick one, it's like Mookie is the one that you needed to extend. Mookie's the one. Uh, Obviously, you could legitimately have Mookie, Devers, and Xander if you did it right, especially with uh, Xander if you would have got out ahead of things and put an extension beforehand. I think he would have accepted less money, and then he just got to free agency and got a ridiculous offer and had to go with it. Um, Now they're loving the California sun. Yeah. Yeah, shout out Southern California. <laughs> <laughs> um, other extension news: Pablo Lopez decided to extend with the Minnesota Twins, who've also been off to a pretty hot start. Love that one. Another young guy getting paid. You know, I'm on that Pablo Lopez train. How many free agency years did they buy out with him? I have no idea. I didn't look into it very deeply. I just saw that he okay, signed through I'll 2027. <laughs> um, the other couple of big, sort of just feel good news: uh, Daniel Bard. Um, I know we talked about him taking time off of the game, uh, especially after that rough WBC mental health stuff is back for the Rockies. Um, love to see that. And uh, Liam Hendricks, ring that bell. He is answers in remission. We could be seeing Liam Hendricks back on the mound soon. That would be exciting. Uh, to circle back to Pablo Lopez, lot after he had one more year under contract so 2024 and then he would have been free agency they bought out three years of free agency his age 29 30 31 years it's interesting though because like i feel like almost if he continues pitching how he is he could have hit a lot more money in 2025 but i also get it where get your bag and then hit free agency at 32 if you're still good somebody's gonna hit you with another bag yeah not a bad idea but um shout out pablo lopez but this was the thing that I think was the biggest news of the week, at least in my mind, because this was the first major uh, ejection suspension one-two punch we've had for sticky stuff in quite a while. And it came from very noted against sticky stuff guy, Max Scherzer. Scherzer got uh, checked in uh, like the second inning or something like that. And uh, they told him, go wash your hands. He washed his hands. He comes back. They check him again in like the fourth. And they threw him out of the game. And uh, immediately suspended. He chose not to appeal. Um, which And I love his reasoning not to appeal. He's like, dude, I wouldn't be appealing. I'd be appealing against the MLB. I'm just going to lose. I'm just going to take the suspension. Um, yeah. So 10 games. Might as well start it right away. Yep, might as well start it right away. It puts him It puts him returning for a game against the Braves, which is a big game. You don't want to miss that one. And he would have missed that game had he appealed and then lost because it would have taken a little bit more time. So Scherzer suspended for 10 games. Um, and he's adamant about it. It was sweat and rosin, which is super totally legal. You are allowed to do that. Um, it's... It's an insane thing. And the more that keeps coming out about the way that this was like handled by the MLB makes me so annoyed. <laughs> I don't know. How do you guys feel about it? Yeah, well, I feel like the baseball should be sticky like it is in Japan and we could just put this all behind us. For like, sure. I, I feel like at this point, like, I don't know. It just... Dude, I'm just tired of hearing about sticky, sticky stuff on pitchers' hands. Like, I'm just over it. But go for it, Noah. Yeah, I think it's just, I don't know, it's it's weird because obviously not just the sweat, but I'm sure it was a day game, very sunny L.A. Yep. He was wearing some sunscreen as well. Yep. Sunscreen, sweat, and rosin combined to make some sticky stuff. And so there's a notable, no, not sticky guy, notable sweaty guy. Yeah. Why is he uh, sticky? Now, <laughs> the, the other biggest thing, though, that I do want to bring up, because this was a major part of Scherzer's argument of why this was stupid. And, um, and I'm fully inclined to believe him because Scherzer is on the MLBPA. He's the, the dude has been uh, crusading against uh, against it and very adamant that he doesn't use it. And I have no reason not to believe him. Um, and also the his reasoning of it, like, dude, I got checked in the second and told to wash my hands. You think I'm stupid enough to come out with something illegal? Of course not. But the thing that he said that was really interesting was when they told him to go wash his hands... Um, there's an MLB person there that like makes sure that you're doing it, you know, and 
you wash your hands with alcohol because alcohol is what is going to get everything off. Alcohol makes your hands really dry and kind of tacky. And that's what Scherzer was saying that uh, the umpire had was feeling was just alcohol plus sweat plus rosin. And there's a really good uh, a bit, and I put the I put the Twitter link that Pitching Ninja tweeted out of David Cohn, and David mm-hmm. Cohn did an experiment for it. He has a bag of rosin, you on know, sweat, Sunday night baseball on Sunday night baseball, uh, right. and and it's live, and he does the the sweat and rosin, and you know he warms it, and you can see how kind of moderately tacky it is. He wipes it off. He totally wipes it off with alcohol, and then reapplies sweat and rosin, and it's super tacky mm-hmm. because that's what alcohol does. And this is why I think this is super, super dumb is like, so you're telling me that he gets told to wash it off and the method that they're officially using to wash it off makes it worse. (laughs) That is so astronomically stupid to eject and suspend someone for. And I think it's important to note the umpire who ejected him is Ugh. the only umpire who's ever ejected someone for sicky stuff. All Fuzzy. three ejections have been the same guy. Yep. And it's just so <sighs> dumb. Like, it's it's just like, are you allowed to use rosin, yes or no? If the answer is yes, you could only use it on the field when we could see you. Yep. Uh, and that should just be that. Like, I, I don't know, there's this weird stuff with, Domingo Herman using his own yeah. rosin in the dugout. Yeah. Saying, no, don't do that. You use your rosin out here. We could see you. But and he wasn't ejected though. Well, no, he was. Like, he was just told to wash his hands and then come back. And then they basically didn't check him again. Yeah. It's or so if they did, it was off air. You know what I mean? Like it was just between innings and like they cut to commercial or whatever, and you don't see it. But yeah. Anyway. Oh my god! It's just infuriating. I'm like it, I'm mad for Scherzer. <laughs> like it's so stupid. It's very confusing for sure. I just don't. I just hate how much gray area there is in the rule. I yeah. It's just, if you use right. an excessive amount of rosin, okay. Yeah. What what is that? what is that? What's the problem? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. Like, like uh, it, how it's, sticky's too sticky. Right. Yeah. Is there like yeah? But <laughs> you know it when you feel it. You know. Yeah. But that's and that's but that's the infuriating <laughs> thing, right? That's what cause. The, the the ump who who checked him so because it, like it's what he said he was like oh it's the stickiest thing I've ever felt I never felt it it'd be any stickier than that and it's like so yeah I need to turn that back off that's so st- it's no um I mean two of us love the soundboard but yes, yeah yeah but that was dumb uh <laughs> sorry um but uh I you it one thousand percent just derailed my entire train of thought um. Unless there is a, like, empirical, like, measurable stickiness, right? Like, if you leave it up to an umpire's discretion, you're going to get stupid situations like this, where a guy like Scherzer is using entirely legal means of generating a level of extra tack on his hands to continue to keep grip on a ball, and then you're just going to throw him out anyway. And unless there is a, like, I don't know, an actual repeatable, testable thing that you have to stay within which is just sounds stupid anyway. Um, yeah, you're going to get things like this again, and it's just really, it's just so dumb. Yeah, another argument I've heard too is just like, we have these guys' spin rate baselines. Yeah. How about if we see a spike, we check them, you know? Yeah. Like, that's that's something you could do too. Like, because if it's just, I don't know, yeah. like, because most hitters will say, yeah, if they're using a little bit of sunscreen, rosin, and, uh, even but, like, like people would say like I don't even care with a little bit of pine tar like as long as it's not right. an excess like crazy pine tar it's not causing spin it's just giving them a little better feel go for it I really don't care yep so it's just weird it's just in such a I feel like the game of baseball in terms of pitching is in just such a weird place yeah like they're trying to make the game more of like offensive friendly right in a sense because that's what's entertaining to the untrained eye i'll call it to like the more casual fan offense is always going to be more exciting it's just scoring right um number go up game better yeah they just got to figure out a good place to end up and i think we're just going through the rough time yeah and hopefully in a couple years we can look back and be like oh there was a plan and it worked out (laughs) yeah i'm hoping so 
Um, I also hope that the sort of publicity that this has now gotten after Scherzer's suspension helps a little bit. Because, like, uh, yeah, yeah, it, it's I just mean, making very public the flaws in their system. <laughs> I, I think one pitcher isn't really enough for it to make an actual change. I think that's I would, like the sad thing. I like, would agree if it was a lower profile pitcher. <laughs> it's just, I don't. I don't know. It's just weird. I don't know if the MLB, like, it's a regular season game. I don't, I don't know. It'll be, in, I, I really just don't know. <laughs> what were you going to say, Noah? Well, I've heard some people talking like Max Scherzer's this, you know, a guy that's had like a clean slate his whole career, a Hall of Fame pitcher. It's like, and this is maybe going to tarnish his reputation. No. I really don't feel that at no. all. I guess maybe if you're a, a total casual, but I think a lot of total casuals are going to miss that this ever even happened too yeah um but maybe for like some super like weird casuals but kind of diehard fan <laughs> this might tarnish uh his reputation but i think for the most part this isn't really gonna be the, much the only on his reputation. the only people that this is going to make have a worse like perspective of scherzer are going to be people who are already looking for it like people who already didn't like Scherzer for whatever reason, they're gonna that that, that, that look. But look, <laughs> he did he did thing. He did he did I, thing indeed. <laughs> I honestly doubt it'll be a blemish on his. Like, no, resume. I don't think it will either. Like, for no, what it's worth, if anybody brings that up as like an arguing point against Scherzer, that's just like immediately discredits him in my mind. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like yeah. I I think honestly I think we'll forget about this before the end of the season. Like yeah, I think so too. It's big now, but eh, it'll yep. be whatever. Uh oh, I guess one last little like happy thing. I don't know if you guys have some more you want to dive into, but uh, Daniel Bard is back. I said this. Yeah, you did. <laughs> I, mean, I did awesome. this already. This is why I took the Wait. soundboard away from you because you can't pay <laughs> no. attention. I have no fun now. Nope. No fun. Lead. Nope. You have no fun. You couldn't pay attention. I took it away from you. I, for some reason, did not hear the Daniel Bart. I heard everything else mentioned. Unbelievable. When we were rapid firing. Yeah, Unbelievable. I, I mean, that makes it makes sense. But uh, I, I you have taken your toys away. <laughs> that, that's no fun. No one knows. He's a teacher. He knows what's up. Yeah. No fun. Uh, no fun. Boards, though. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I was going to get into are you worried about Juan Soto, but we'll just have to see if he pops off this week or not, and then we'll come back to that next week. I think he's it's fine. It's been interesting. I mean, quick, wa yeah, quick. He's walking, but not all, a lot of else. Oh, yeah. I I, yeah. I will say his, his stat cast stuff looks really good. He's just unlucky. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but I, I, I guess at what point do we actually start to become concerned because last year he wasn't all that great statistically and like i mean you can your expected stats can be great all you want them to but at the end of the day like production is key sure. right so i also i don't think we're concerned yeah. yet i also have we're, to i think we're yeah i also have to constantly remind myself especially with like players like soto he's 24 like yeah Oh my god, he's a sure. baby in this career. Like I can't Green. <laughs> I can't care about this that much. Like he has got so so much career left. <laughs> no, for sure. He still has a ton of money coming for him. But in terms of the Padres winning, I think they are a slightly concerned. <laughs> Maybe a little. The, the Padres want to be playing better than they are. For sure. They want to be better than There's, a 500 team. They want to be winning more more of those games. But yeah. Eh. See. Okay. Well, I think we are all about done. So with that, we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Goodbye.